0: When I was 16, I was arrested for committing a robbery, attempting a robbery of $40 from someone. While I waited what was to happen at the juvenile detention center, the juvenile court decided that I would be prosecuted as an adult. While I was at the detention center, approximately a couple of weeks after I had been arrested, they had determined, well, on my 17th birthday, which was 30 days after I was arrested, I was moved from the detention center to jail. My main experience that I had taken away from the juvenile experience, I had been involved in the juvenile system for about five years at that time and the thing that I took away from that was that every place that I had been a staff person had told myself and or my peers that I was a bad person and I'd never do anything society and not be in prison all my life. I never believed them then. My mom had always told me just that I was okay. Uh, She couldn't necessarily probably explain why I'd done what I did but she told me that I was okay and uh, but it bothered me that some of my friends would uh, sort of perversely, perversely be attracted to these things and concepts that they were that they were hearing about themselves um, and that was always troubling to me because I knew for myself I was just a sad troubled kid. Uh, When I turned 17, I was moved from the juvenile detention center to to the jail, and approximately two or three weeks after that, I accepted a plea bargain for five to 20 years. Um, It was really something because I had been told all those years that I was going to prison and I had really no concepts of what that might be. I knew... Uh, probably only that prison, prison was a, crowd, a real crowd-management, people-management place. Uh, but I, n- nothing, nothing else could make me think of what it really was. Um, when, I, when I got there, uh, it was eye-opening and mind-blowing. I had no idea that the, the intensity level was almost tenfold from anything I'd ever experienced in the juvenile system. And from the very beginning, I felt insignificant and just, just terrible about having to endure whatever was in my future. Uh, the environment itself was one that today I can describe as, as just hell on earth, but it was one where all of the negative emotions were at the forefront nearly every day. And it was a fight to just keep from falling into those mindsets or being involved in some of the negativity that was around. Um, but it was an interesting, a real interesting dilemma because any exhibitions of joy, happiness, optimism were potentially very dangerous. And when I understood that this was part of this as my life, I knew that it would be very, very challenging. Um, I knew it would be very challenging, and I never knew when it might end, um, because I hadn't necessarily any backdrop for any positive relationship with society, and I knew that once I was in there at that age that if I didn't watch out, I would never leave. So it was really, really something. At the age that I was, I understood that I was growing into my manhood, and as things were happening, Everything was a first-time basis for me, and it was, everything was just so dramatized. My first fight that I had as a 17-year-old, it was with a guy and it was over 75 cents, and because he was a little man, and I was taller and lanky at the time, but I called him out his name and asked him, told him not to bother me about 75 cents, and he informed me at that time that I would have to fight for my life, or he would attempt to Uh, turned me into a woman. I never anticipated that type of reaction over 75 cent had never been confronted with that level of uh, animosity about anything. And we we fought and it got broken up and I got his 75 cent real quick and I apologized to him but I understood that I I would learn something from this And, and I did. Every Endeavor during those years was nearly as dramatic. My first job that I had, one of my friends actually had his arms taken off an extractor machine which shouldn't have been able to open, but it was. I learned a real lesson there about just the depths that uh, businesses will go to just get the job done. Uh, This was a company that was probably subcontracted to do laundry work, but the machine should never have been able to be open. (laughs) Throughout the course of the time that I spent in prison, and it was all of my teens, all of my twenties, and toward my thirties, I knew that not only was I getting out, but that I would never go back. Throughout the course of the time that I had been there, I had gotten involved with several issues around justice, and it was always, almost with very little success. Um, And I was okay with that because I felt good about just being in a fight. During the last year of the time that I was in prison, I was in my 30s, and my mom passed away less than a year before I was going to be released and through part of her estate and through monies that I had earned I had accumulated about five thousand dollars that I knew I would have as an estate. I had studied financial journeys, uh, financial journals, had several publications to different financial magazines, and I thought that I'd be uh, Black Warren Buffett when I got out of here. <laughs> uh, and so I just look really look forward. I had an issue, uh, 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 an issue from my past in another state that had to be resolved. It was in this state, and it was a weapons violation, and it couldn't be resolved until I was paroled from the state that I was in. And when they sent me here to be paroled, when it was I was at the point where I'm signing for my property, they had lost the money. And It was just so profound because it was almost a black cloud just really came over me, and I said a bunch of things, and I could feel my body just responding with, this cannot be. And as I asked maybe one or two questions about have you made some mistake because I knew we were in different states, and they were like, no, no, no. Something came on me, and I understood, well, don't ask them no more about the money. You can't be mad about the money. You know you'll never go back if you have to wait even an hour for them to say you get your money. You know that you can't even go back for an hour. So I I moved on, and I understood that the thing that I had gathered from all of this experience was a real rock-solid belief in myself and my capabilities, potentially. I had never had a positive relationship with society, but I knew that it was within me. I, I, I just had that feeling, and so I understood that I couldn't be mad. And it was really profound for me also because when I realized that I couldn't be mad, I had a, a real clear understanding of how anger had been with me in, as, a, as a young man through my 20s through my 30s had never allowed me to grow on several levels. And it was real interesting because I walked away with understanding that I may never get to 5,000, but I understood that now it's really on because here I am in society, and I have to prove myself. What I had, and I had no, no misconceptions whatsoever that I could do that because I understood that I had always held on that society was where I wanted to be. And I could not hold none of my past experience against myself. I understood at the time that all of this began when I was a very young man, uh, when I was a kid, probably 11 or 12, and that through all of those forces, whatever they might be, I could not allow them to impact me here in society. They eventually gave me the $5,000. I was never able to uh, follow through on any of the financial stuff that I had studied for a year. And I would studied like $25 stocks thinking I knew that I could pick the one that would, would go, be Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the money came, four months after I had been released, I was a wreck about having any understanding of money, but I had... And the real knowledge about some of the things that had ca- that had happened in these terrible places that I'd been—it really dawned on me. Well, this is all you have. There must have been, and had to have been, some good. And so I chose to internalize those things. And so some of those things were work ethics. Surprisingly, folks in prison, they'll never miss a day of work. Alternative is to stay in the cell, so they go to work every day, and they work real hard. When I was in society, I understood that, okay, well, I have this backdrop, and so my way of really integrating society was to sign up with 10 temp agencies and just never be without work, but it was real interesting because in probably maybe over half the jobs that I would go to, the people would be miserable about their jobs. And I never could understand that. And because I just felt like, you know, if you're you're working a job, you might have some pride in it and um, that it was kind of about doing the best you could all the time. Um, This was something that I had just pulled from that past that I was internalizing. I'd go to work early every day just to have some sense in Many of the managers in these companies really want to hire me. They really want to hire me, and they tell me sometime, "Oh, we can give you a little extra." Don't tell nobody. And I would always say, "No, I cannot do this because I understood that I can't. I don't want to necessarily be in an no environment where people don't want to necessarily be there, uh, no matter how much you pay." When <clears throat> so. These days, on some levels, I acknowledge that I, I have to thank the Department of Corrections for kind of taking that money, because I know in my heart of hearts, had they not taken that money, I may never have had a clue about any of my anger issues. I, I may never have had a, a chance to really. Right by society, and and I really know that I, I I always give thanks to my mom. She passed away in that last year, as I say, and I couldn't go to her funeral because even though I was there at this time for a forgery, they wanted to take they wanted to take me to the funeral with handcuffs and leg irons, and I, I just could not imagine that I should go under these conditions, um, not for forgery. Um. So, but I. I think my mom, the Department of Corrections, I can forgive them for my experience. I can never forget the experience. Um, But I think, again, I'm thankful again that I've resigned myself to be a productive and contributor to society. And thank you.